The PhD is an adventure, an odyssey into knowledge for which you must prepare. If you want tips, news, and a little humor about the PhD and about career readiness, that's what I bring you every two weeks here on PhD Dojo. News, tips, grad school stories, listener questions. Here you'll find everything to be a black belt at the PhD and beyond. Welcome to the dojo. Hi, God. Hey, David. How are you? Good. Yourself? Yeah, very good. What should I invest in if I want a private sector job? Someone asking, someone from the second lab who is in the middle of uh, their PhD and asking this very important question. Yes. So, uh, God, I would go, I would dive straight ahead into the, the meat of things. So you're in the middle of your PhD, so you still have a lot of work to do in terms of your research, you know, field work or, or lab work, data to gather, et cetera, et cetera, articles to write. Do you have time? You know, is, is there something strategic you can do in the meantime to start preparing that path towards the private sector? Yes, a lot. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah, and 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 this is for your career as well. You know, you do um, you. But I, I really like the. I would I would start with the questions. And the question was, should I? Do you remember? Yes, it was more question, com more complex, more complicated. But also, there was sub question: Should I publish? Published a lot for doing uh, for the, for having a job outside of a, of academia. And I think this question comes from the why we we call the second lab. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just because you have the first stream, which is your PhD, and the second one, which is uh, your career outside of academia. And you have to manage both because both are very, very important. Yeah. Of course, if you want to go have a, you, you would like to have a job after your PhD, you need a PhD. I mean, it's 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 a non-question. You you need to have your PhD and do not do not you you will struggle a lot to have your PhD. That's quite. Um, I don't want to say normal, natural. natural. <laughs> PhD is hard. Uh, so uh, so uh, we will. Uh, I mean, we are here to to support that you do your research well. Uh, you keep the you have the time to do it. But also, you have to find a way to figure out what you would like to do with your PhD. Yes. The thing is, I think PhD is the the only kind of study where you not you don't learn really one kind or three kind of jobs. It's multiple, and all the kind of job that you can do after your PhD it's it's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't do engineering. Uh, I mean, even even if you do a PhD in engineering, of course you can be an engineer, but you can do other other things. But if you do, uh, you graduate in engineering um, after uh, three years or four years in, or even five years uh, in the in the, in at the university, you will have a job as an engineer. Yeah, that's great. You you study for that, but after a PhD, you can you can do many many things. So at you are at the middle of your PhD let's let's say after the first year of your PhD what what you should do so the, of course during the first year you you design your research program you uh you try to find out 
how to solve the problem that you have during your PhD, I mean, research problem. And after the second year, I mean, in, in Canada or even in Quebec, in Canada, you have the comprehensive exam where you have to present to your, your thesis um, uh, committee uh, what you would like to do for your PhD as a, as a researcher, so what kind of experiments you will do. Uh, after your, comp your comprehensive exam, it's validated. You, you can do a lot of research activities like every PhDs. But in parallel, you have to figure out what, how you will use your PhD to, to, um, to do something after your PhD. So how, how do you want to use your PhD? And mm. through these activities, you have to figure out what you love, what you would like to do, and how you will add value to the society with the activities that you will do with your PhD during mm. your PhDs. So focus more on some activities rather than the others. So I think this is this is one thing. So yeah, I, I don't know what you think, David, David, about it. I agree. Uh, I would say even ideally, before you start your PhD, try try to be strategic in choosing what subject you you want to work on. And and ideally, well, some some domains, some subjects can be more theoretical, of course, etc. Uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have application. But you know, uh, you can you can be strategic in thinking already. Okay, if I do this, if I follow this uh, thesis subject, it has application in this and this domain, or it can help this or this part of the population. First, you know, it can it can even start before, but. Um, but it's it's true that you need to have this reflection uh one thing i i i would i would add is so you're in the middle of your phd you still have all this other work to do um you really need to to choose the right uh tool or the right the right thing to focus on and i think that's that's why the person asked the question is like there's different things first i need to grow my academic cv that's why the person asks uh, you know, how important mm -hmm. Uh, publications are uh, but then the person must have heard that you know I, I need to grow my network I need to uh, to have conversations and to I need to look at different job postings to know what the market looks like what skills they're looking for and uh, and I, I guess that's where the question is coming from is what is more strategic and the fact that they're in the middle you know there's like I, I was I gave a keynote uh, this this last this past Tuesday mm -hmm. in uh, on in a like Canadian uh, like in across uh, across the country uh, symposium about careers for you know masters PhDs postdocs and mm -hmm. the image I gave was what you can do after a PhD uh, apart from from remaining in research and and following up with the postdoc etc is really a multiverse of things you can't really you can't really know i'm going to do th there's three things i can do it's it's very very uh, um, uh how can i say it's a gamut of things that are mm -hmm. uh, that are probabilities you know they're they, they're not very defined so i would say invest in uh the the little time you have extra from from your work on your PhD, do something else. Try to find the investment that will apply to, you know, two or three or four or five of these universes that might materialize at the end. Um, for example, it would be risky, in my opinion, to focus on okay, 
I have this career that interests me. I'm going to invest from now until the end of my PhD in learning all I can about this one career. Uh, and I have I have ideas on how to do that, but I don't know what what you feel about this uh, that I'm saying, uh, God. Yes, uh, I totally agree with you. So the the thing is here is what I'm seeing all the time is uh, either to to students or or even entrepreneurs that I'm following is if you want to go if you want to go everywhere you will be nowhere anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you if you want you I I like the 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 topic of the multiverse. If you want to go to every tunnel tunnels uh, of this uh, galaxy, you you can't because it's impossible, humanly mm-hmm. impossible to be patent agent in, at the same time you are researchers or professors and at the same time you are an entrepreneur and at the same time okay yeah. you have to you have to focus on one and how to do that that's a, that's a huge question uh there are some tools uh we we use these tools at the second lab as well so how to figure out what what you would like to do even have an id mm-hmm. there's a ways that whether whether um, uh, there's always the the leap of faith. So the leap of faith is okay. You have an idea. You 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 validated this idea of what you would like to do after informational information interviews. But at some point, you have to go there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you have to to fall and you know fall and 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 go there and try it. And you have to commit to mm-hmm. to go in this path because you figure out what you would like to do once you you have so there's two ways to do that so either you know exactly what you would like to do one three four kind type of jobs um these jobs comes with skills to master and during your PhD, you can focus on to master these skills because you will have these opportunities and and that's come back to the the first question, which is, should I publish a lot during my PhD to be sure to have a job outside of academia? The, the answer is no, but in publishing, you will develop some skills. Mm-hmm. And if you the career that you would like to go where requires uh, I don't know skills like uh, writing skills. Maybe publishing is a way to develop these skills. Mm-hmm. And writing articles, uh, it could be scientific articles, but even blog articles uh, or other kind of uh, communications, writing communication. If this is something that you would like to work on, because the the, the career that you would like to, to go to requires this kind of skills, go ahead. Write a lot of publications. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I, I don't think it's. I don't think having a lot of publication is bad for any uh, any PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's if you finish with you know finishing with a number like and it depends on this the domain also. A number, a certain number of publications is part of uh, uh, what you know how people, especially how academia evaluates how good your PhD went. And and uh, and uh, you know and how well you published, but it's true that once you leave academia, and I, I've experienced this, and I've talked with many people who have experienced this, there's no no one else ever to, for the rest of your life asks you about how many 
you published and you know in about uh, in what journal you published so uh, the so I, investing in publishing thinking of the career in the private i said i, I agree with you uh, it's no uh, it's it's not strategic mm-hmm. but for your phd of course you know publish try to publish whatever you need to have a successful phd that's a yes and then if you have uh, some time that you can uh, invest in preparing this path for the private i would do other things i would go uh, look at the different job postings see what skills are required uh, mostly actually the first thing i would try to to find you know people who have kind of the same path as you and and um, talk with them on linkedin ask them how they transitioned was it easy what what do they like etc cetera, et cetera. do that the typical uh, informational interview thing and i mm-hmm. and i you were saying something before uh, that you know people you need to choose or you need to find what you want to do you can't do multiple things uh, at the same time but my point in the beginning is while you're in the middle of your phd um the the universe of possibilities is wide and and undefined so you might not know exactly the position that that you want but the why it's useful to go talk with people and to look at job postings is that you can start making kind of a scrapbook of what you like in each one of of the different things you explore and you cre- you create this kind of um profile for yourself of mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't found yet like the job that i really dream of doing but i've seen elements in these jobs and whatever job i end up doing and it'll get clearer and clearer as you go on closer to the end of the phd but i want i want the 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 organization to have these values i want the day-to-day to be like this i want the skill set needed to be like that so i think i think it's it is important to to start you know start uh, narrowing this multiverse but it's a process you start from having a lot of possibilities to to most to the end of the phd to having like you said a handful two three so that mm-hmm. you can really focus on and be very, uh, very intentional about trying to get there. Yeah. Yes, I I completely agree with you. So, three three kind of of jobs or even topics. Um, let's say very concretely, like uh, okay, I would like to be um, an R and D engineer, uh, an application scientist, or product manager. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Uh, what these people are doing. Did you talk to these people? Because maybe you idealize the job. Mm-hmm. So if you idealize yeah. the job, how to be sure that it's the right job for you? Talk to people. So contact some people on LinkedIn, go to the conference, go to the booth of the conference and talk with people. So uh, so that's very important. And once mm-hmm. you, you almost figure out um, that, Maybe to be, I don't know, application scientist is great for you. Um, okay, it's a great kind of topic that I would like to to dig in. Is what kind of skills do you need for application scientist? Okay. Yeah, you you start drilling down on that one. Yes. And and, and going deeper and deeper. Yeah. No. I agree. Yeah, you go deeper and deeper, but sometimes uh, what I saw in uh, with the mentees in the second lab is. They don't want to leave this idea of having 
multiple possibilities you know mm. they they don't want to dig in so you 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 somehow have to choose like uh, like a domain so if application scientist we can talk about it but i think it's a it's a position between between marketing and um, and science so uh, so are you somebody who would like to work more in marketing or in science in marketing you have different kind of position maybe the first position you will get get is is application scientist but mm-hmm. after two years three years four years in this position maybe you you will leave it because it's not it's not for you anymore you would like to move forward with the your the the things that you want to learn mm-hmm. maybe you will be um, somebody in business development which i which i would say is normal for people coming with a phd yeah exactly. because from what i hear you you begin, you start in a in a company you might even change companies but often what happens is people discover your skills discover your strengths and then uh, end up thinking of you for other positions within the company be it you know, uh, be it horizontally like changing actually mm-hmm. teams and uh, and uh, and doing something different because they said this person this person's a good communicator or they're great at brainstorming and uh, team management or or different things because you need to start with one right so don't feel that but that choice you're stuck with it for the rest of your life mm-hmm. you should go with it for if if it's a good fit because sometimes it's not a good fit and then you can mm-hmm. just restart the process and 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 go find the next the your next uh job but you know two three years or four or five years are enough to even move within the company but then eventually you might even change completely and 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 um you know the thing is to learn about how a job is you need to one a first level is talking with people who do it a second level is trying it and seeing and seeing if it's a fit and sometimes you really need to 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 go into it and try it first yes career especially today maybe some decades ago you <laughs> yes you go you, there you started you, you started and you go there for 20 years <laughs> you stay there for 20 years and you have the same jobs or yeah straightforward um but these days the, the job market became very um very complicated but in, more fluid in, in mm. more fluid exactly and and in the good way um, yeah, yeah i mean you you can change careers that's very open um into the companies but also out you can you can have a first job in a company and that's very normal to change at some point because because uh, uh, you 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 want to do it and um, even even some companies are very even some uh, some managers into companies are very supportive with this mm-hmm. change uh, i read i read i think it was 2 days ago i read a linkedin post where a manager says something like okay my my one of my best employees feel annoyed by this job uh, not passionate anymore and what, when we talk together we found that the solution is it has to leave the company. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's completely normal, and I think it's it's healthy. Yeah, I think it's part of the new process of of having of growing your career today.
2023 is here, and I'm going to bring you some new features on the podcast this year. I really want to improve the show and reach more people like you. To do so, I'd really, really love to get to know all of you a little bit better. So this week, I'm taking the opportunity of having this space in the middle of the episode to ask you to please go to papaphd.com forward slash audience and fill in the survey that's there for you. This way, I'll get to know you better and I'll be able to better serve you with the podcast. Thanks for being a fan. And now, let's get back to my conversation with Gad Sabatier of The Second Lab. The person was asking, should I focus on getting publications or something else? And, you know, it's, it's a very pointed question. And I'm thinking there might be situations where investing in, in publishing might actually be useful. For example, you're talking about R&D. You know, if you're going to become a researcher in industry and you come with a high expertise in something very, uh, very new on the edge of technology, for example, in that situation, coming with a bunch of publications that, that show how you're kind of spearheading that research domain, of course, will be useful. I, sorry, I, I'm kind of going the other way than we were going because it just came to me that in some situations, actually... Uh, focusing on the publications is going to be pertinent. And I'm thinking of startups, mm -hmm. be it in the biomed or uh, uh, medical devices or, you know, whichever other, like, more tech, more more uh, deep tech um, endeavors are there in, in the private. Do you have examples of things like this uh, with, with your mentees? Yes, a lot. So, so, of course, in research, we have some metrics where uh, the publication is at the center, the number of publication, the number of The, the your impact factor, your HN index is very important. But as a person, you grow with your publication. Um, even if a lot of people don't see it, we are in a publish or perish uh, state of mind. That's quite normal in academia. But publications are also um, a way for... If, if you think about how publication could be useful for startup companies, it's credibility. So it, it could be a marketing tool if you want to uh, if you want to to show that your pro the product that you that you develop is uh, renowned or you you have a credible product uh, you can you can show that uh, these people in academia these professors in academia very renowned professors very new um, published with your device or with your, your, your product, it's a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a partnership with these people and you are one of the author, it's a marketing tool as well for your, your company. Mm -hmm. um, the, I think which is more important in, in the business side is the patents. Yes, uh, IP. The, yeah, IP is, is very... Uh, is very uh, It's very important. It's not like a publication. It's which I've heard, I, which I've heard some graduate students who are doing project, who are doing their project in in conjunction with a startup or or with industry. So, sometimes they they can't publish, or you know, they, there's ways to go around publishing the the, the tech industry secrets or or, or IP that uh, the industry is interested in. But uh, in this case, also the research in the end and and the, the developing that technology is what is important for 
them to 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 want you and to want your idea and your expertise. Mm-hmm. But then it's then it's easy because the person is already has kind of the foot in the door with industry. So you you mean you mean publication uh, after patent and and show uh, and I mean someone who's in in their PhD project uh, and they're actually uh, they're actually working in conjunction uh, you know with 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 industry in some yeah. in some aspect and actually they can't really publish all the details because there's some yeah. IP constraints. I talked with someone who had this problem of I'm doing something that so my project is interesting commercially so. I can't publish openly, but anyway, but there's patents. Yeah. Yeah, you're the specialist on this. <laughs> we can go deeper in this topic, but maybe for another time. <laughs> it yeah, could be long. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah, you there's there's different way to uh to to uh to design around your publication. Uh of course if you if you want to publish in nature and you have the half the half of your materials and methods and device are you would like to protect it uh protect it first and then publish and then so publish. Yeah, yeah yeah protect okay. it first have a strategy and then publish so a communication strategy about your publication because maybe maybe sometimes because there's different step in the patent and the publication comes after 18 months after the okay. the, the prior the the priority date of your patent. Okay, okay. So you have 18 months to develop your products and develop your, your I mean more less than 18 months, so 12 months to develop your 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 product, but you don't want to publish it. Because sometimes in publication the, the the difficulties is is uh talk too much or develop too much mm-hmm. or, or would like <laughs> to say that you save the world and, and you, you would like to say that that um the, the the next step that you would like to do <laughs> so <laughs> so uh yeah yeah you reveal too much yeah yeah, yeah yeah you reveal too much but yeah if if you have um if you have an industrial partner and the confidentiality of you want to you you want to disclose some stuff mm-hmm. you have to work with your industrial partner to not to not disclose it by saying the good words by writing the good words the right words uh every words are important um so yeah it's it's uh it's it's more difficult but it's feasible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now we're getting to the end here and i i'd like to to end with uh, with actionable items and imagining mm-hmm. someone who's not you know working with an industry partner who is in the middle of, of uh, his or her PhD and who's thinking, oh, should I just publish more? That I, we already said that is not conducive and and not uh, there's no correlation with success in getting a job in the private. That just the publications per se, the the they you know, they, the it's not they're not valued in all settings of, of industry, although they might be in some. But um, I would say, um, and maybe like I give one, and you give uh, one advi- one piece of advice. I would say the the main thing, if you can do it, if you can say, okay, I still have two or three years of PhD to go, so a lot of work. I think I can once every two weeks set up uh, an informational interview with someone on LinkedIn in a different industry, some you know somehow connected to what I do. But a little bit out there, a little bit outside of my normal scope. 
and that would be the first thing that I would advise. So start getting a network of, of people uh, that have uh, research backgrounds and that are outside uh, in industry and, and nurture it during this time. After two years, you'll be surprised at how that will have helped you learn and, and get intelligence and, and be ready for those uh, job conversations. That would be my advice. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's very important to network uh, anyway, and and even it's fun. I mean, the meeting new people is fun. I don't know for you, yes. David. Yeah. We oh, are yeah. we are together uh, social people, and we like to meet meet others. So so yeah, meeting others is is, is very fun, um, and you will be surprised what you can discover. <laughs> so. It's true, and yeah. and because I've I've had this question in this in this symposium that I was of uh, introversion, and I'm mm-hmm. going to talk with some of the students about that. Uh, and don't you can be introverted, but people who are on LinkedIn expect to to get a connection and expect to have a little message saying hi. Uh, I really love your profile. I come, uh, you know, I I'm doing my you know I'm doing, doing the PhD kind of related to what you what yours was. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to say hi and connect with you. Anyone, anyone on that is expected to do that. Plus, if you go the next step, which is I'd love to spend uh, I don't know fifteen minutes asking you some questions. Also, people are ready for that. Don't be afraid of asking. Uh, that that's my other point about LinkedIn. Do you have any other advice? So apart from informational interviews, what's something else that uh, that they could do to prepare for this path towards the private sector? Yes, the, the first one is the focus. The second one is information interview. The third one is develop your skills uh, in, in, uh, that relies with the job that you would like to do. Um, and then I think you will have experience to storytell in your CV and, and, um, and during your interview. Yeah, no, I agree. Of course, uh... Why is it, why this is a sequence is because once you f- first you kind of turn your radar towards a domain, then you find some people in that domain, you learn some of the culture, you learn mm-hmm. some of the terminology, and uh, and and you learn by asking the right questions what skills you might have that are already highly valued, or or what skills you've touched upon but you need to work on a little bit more. Um, but this, this all, this intelligence, you learn it while having these conversations. That's why. That's why there's kind of a sequence that uh, that Gad just said there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think with this, uh, we kind of close this mm-hmm. this uh, uh, PhD yeah. dojo. It was a great question. If if somehow you were you're listening or you're watching, and there's a question that's in your head and that we didn't answer. Send us send us a question. You can send it to dojo at papaphd.com. You can leave it in the comments if you're looking on if you're watching on LinkedIn or on the YouTube channel. By the way, subscribe on YouTube. We're uh, we're almost at uh, 300, 300 uh, subscribers, so I'm mm-hmm. getting excited. Uh, but uh, Gad and me will be more than happy to answer your question directly, and you'll be you know you'll have if you allow us, we can. Uh, give you a shout out here uh, on on the show. So feel free to do that. We also don't be shy. Don't be shy about that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, from from the second lab, we follow us on on LinkedIn and Twitter. We are both uh, yes. on LinkedIn uh, and Twitter. Um, and um, 
and we have a call of four application these days. Uh, the the deadline is uh, the thirty first, so in three days. Okay. Uh, it's our our let's say flagship program uh, that it's a partnership with the Canadian Biomaterials Society. Uh, that would be um, a complete training program plus mentorship plus uh, professional development, and you would be part of a community. Um, it's a around six months, uh, eight months program. Uh, the deadline, if you would like to apply, is October thirty first. Uh, all the information are on our LinkedIn profile. So, uh, so uh, yeah, good. That's, I will. We are waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, and do please do. Uh, these programs are are really cool. The fact that they're so long means that you're you're gonna get to know your peers, your in your cohort, but also you're gonna develop a relationship with the second lab team, and you'll have time to to see to discover what you need to work on and to get to the point where you've worked on mm-hmm. it. So please do. I'll uh, I'll get the link from Gad and put it in the in the notes or uh, uh, under. Uh, in the the comments part here on YouTube, yeah, Gad. If that's it, this is our goodbye for now, and uh, looking forward to an- answering your questions on the PhD dojo with the second lab. Gad, it was a pleasure again. It's a pleasure, David. All the time. See you soon on the dojo. Yeah, see you soon. If like me, you like podcasts. I'm sure you're always looking for what to add to your playlist. Well, if you're into health and genetics, this week I have a nugget for you. Three-time People's Choice Podcast Award winner in science and medicine, DNA Today. DNA Today is produced by past guest and friend of the show, Kira Dineen. I'll include a link to Kira's Papa PhD interview titled Applying to Grad School in 2022 in the show notes of this episode. What I love about DNA today is that whether the conversation revolves around the human experience of dealing with genetic diseases or around the research and innovation going on in the field, Kira's experience as a practicing genetic counselor and her scientific-minded curiosity make for conversations that are in-depth but also fun and educational. Having a background in genetics myself and being of mixed descent, I particularly enjoyed episodes about diversity in genome research, but also about CRISPR and about mitochondrial diseases. Find DNA Today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Papa PhD is a labor of love. If you like the show and have found value in it, you can pay it forward by donating to help other people like you hear Papa PhD. Even a $5 one-time donation will be really appreciated. So go to papaphd.com forward slash support to donate or to papaphd.com forward slash Patreon to become a patron. I didn't create this podcast to make money. I want to help and inspire people. Your support will help me cover the cost of hosting, equipment, and other recurring expenses needed to bring you a high-quality show week after week. Thank you for your support. I am David Mendez. See you next week. 